We are a goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are ready to start recording at three o'clock. It's three fifty-four. We spent an hour just talking, just, just, just talking. Chatting. So I like Mary was like, "Yeah, we should start to do the episode." Like, we're already in a good groove at this point. Like. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to the Commented Podcast, where we talk about movies, music, dramas, and living our lives as 2020, 2020s? Living our lives as twenties in 2021 um i'm tori i'm Marin. i'm nia and i'm decoria and we got the gang back together Woo-hoo! yay Woo-hoo. all of us are here today and we're just gonna you know y'all know what the deal is the general episode has absolutely no topic we just <laughs> sit here and talk and now we're going to introduce you to our new corner that's going to be on every general episode from now on um uh our two game junkies nia and Corey, are about to explain to us a video game that me and Mary have no fucking idea what it well, is well no i have so, a little bit enjoy. of joy i have a little bit of cool oh, you have hearts i used to play it you know oh i have i have no oh, you did i have not Marin being yeah. a gamer because <laughs> Marin, <laughs> kingdom hearts is a deep cut no, for yeah. real, not not when uh, when uh, the PlayStation used to be a game for a console for me and my brother, not just him. Because is it in my house right now? No, he has it at college. But yes, I did used to play it uh, when like I don't remember which one it was when it when I first moved to the U.S. So this had to be like twenty. Uh-huh. What what year did the first one come out, Nia? It I think uh, like two thousand four, right? Okay. Wait, Let me on. check. Then, no, 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 listen, because the second one I vaguely not vaguely i distinctly remember the fact that kingdom hearts 2 came out when i was like in middle school and then three the first out. one came out in 2002 okay oh, nice. then, yeah, we're talking about like the early 2006 aughts. 2007 i remember playing this game so that mm. might be like the second or third yeah. one i mean the second one the second one not the third one because kingdom- oh kingdom hearts 2 was so good listen okay decoria should we start should we try to like <laughs> where do we begin so yeah so basically we got to this topic because i started playing kingdom hearts for the first time mm-hmm. like i've seen it before as a kid because as a gamer you these are games that you just know of and you've seen other people play but like mm-hmm. i've never personally played it and so playstation network they always have these great sales shout out to sony love y'all you know trying to throw me a free console <laughs> here and there that'll be great but anyways <laughs> PlayStation always has these great online sales where they'll like bundle games up and sell them to mm. you. So Kingdom Hearts, even though there's three, technically there's like one, two, and three, there's like six freaking games. So they bundled all game all the games together. Usually it costs $120, but it was only $30. So I just wow. bought it. I was like, why would I not buy this? That's like so many games for <laughs> that low mm-hmm. price. So I mm. just started playing it like maybe two days ago and right now mm. i'm on this level where there's tarzan like the tarzan world i think it's called something with the jungle in there or whatever basically kingdom hearts is like a crossover between final fantasy and disney now you said that like i knew what final fantasy was <laughs> okay so okay so think of it like okay people think okay if you've never played final fantasy it's like it's a square enix game where where it's just like they look like anime characters. So just think, visualize right. someone from that All kind them of people universe. I always be talking about on Twitter, like Cloud and them Sep- people. Sethero? Sethero. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. Final Fantasy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, those just visualize something that doesn't match with Disney at all being combined okay. with that universe. So it's like, it's literally Disney World. You'll go to Cinderella's World. You'll go to Little Mermaid's World. Like, what's uh, Olympus? Uh-huh. You'll go to Hercules' um, Hercules's World. Like, you'll go to every 
every single one of the Disney universes and the game was sort of used as Disney's way to promote their movies as well. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> so they're giving it sort of like you finish. Okay. How do I describe this? Okay. It's about this young boy named Sora. He's the main character okay. and he and his friends, Riku and Kyrie. Kyrie and Kyrie. Yeah, yeah. Kyrie and Riku, they live on Bad Destiny Island. <laughs> and then they live on this island called Destiny Island. And it's just like a mm-hmm. one of those stories of like, what's beyond this island? We've never been out of here moment, you know? And okay, so- hold on one second. So this is the one thing. I'm only eight hours into the game for anybody who's listening. <laughs> this is the one thing that is confusing me and has been confusing me since the beginning. These three children, they are actually like 12 years old. They decided to just leave the island. Did they consult their parents first? or nope. <laughs> So they just, okay. That's that's the one thing that I was like. So none Give of y'all me... talked to y'all parents. None of y'all had a Give like. Give me very point. young adult novel. Yeah, yeah. literally yeah. that's what it is. Because they make, <laughs> I... Tori, they make a raft out of wood to go onto the ocean. <laughs> 12 year olds? 12 year olds. 12 year olds can even use scissors packed... correctly. What? Exactly. The only thing they packed is like, they had me collect some coconuts and some mushrooms and fish. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's crazy. And the thing is, I was going to go further with the story, but it's like at some point when you get all these side characters, it's it just turns into nonsense. And I know yeah. the Kingdom Hearts fans out there can be like, if you just take the time, the story's not that difficult. It's like it's also very um, no, it's so <laughs> dramatic, dramatic. But like I don't know. Okay, how, so I but those say, were the first. Sorry, oh. no, go ahead. No, no, I want to say something, but I don't want to spoil the storyline for Corey. In case no, it's okay, answer. because even if you do spoil I'll keep playing it. Isn't there like <laughs> and I have okay. I have six different games to play anyway, <laughs> oh, yeah. so you can't spoil that much. Is, isn't there... We said the main character's name is Sora? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't he have, like, this thing where his friend is missing and he has to go find them or something like that? It's like, okay, so... It's giving okay, me so. very much like Naruto and Sasuke. Sasuke's evil. Oh. I want to go find. Like I keep remembering something about that in my head. Okay, but you Rico said you played was already two, giving slight evil vibes in the beginning, so yeah. I can see where that's going. Riku, Riku was definitely, and Zuko was definitely giving influenced by Riku energy. So, <laughs> uh, was Riku was Riku and like. Supposed to, be, supposed to be modeled after like Sephiroth at all? I like, think with so. The white hair and the yeah. okay, because I was like, he's giving like young Sephiroth evil vibes. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't say anything evil so far, but the way he was talking the first two hours, I was like, you really sus, bro. Like, yeah, he's very. Who's, Who's Rico? Riku. Yeah, he's okay. So he's Sora's the main character. He's the little boy you play uh-huh. as in the first game. Uh-huh. Kyrie's the girl who's their friend, and then Riku's like the bad boy, quote unquote. And but he's, he's still their friend though. He, yeah, they're all technically friends in the beginning, but then it gets very complicated. But the point of this game is like there's this lore mostly is about in these Disney worlds, there are these things called heartless. So it's a like these mm-hmm. when someone dies, I think their heartless oh, survives. Yeah. And so then you have to go world to world to kill all the heartless. And that's like the goal, okay. and to like restore no, the hearts. These heartless were kind of <laughs> like scary. zombie hunting. Like, like zombie hunting is that what I mean? Not even zombies. Not they're even little zombies. black creatures. Yeah. Like I don't know oh. how to describe them. They're like they're not even. Like they gremlins? don't look like yeah something yeah. like a gremlin because they're not okay. scary like like demons like no may cry but they're like just little uh-huh. I, yeah they're, they're very like, gremlins. like it's a kids game type of yeah. thing like they're very okay. and but the thing is the reason why i stopped there is because that's like the plot of the first game because when you get into two and three they introduce 
nobodies. They introduce oh yeah, like, Roxas. The, Roxas, who's people. the antithesis of Sora, because Roxas is Sora backwards, and it's like uh, <laughs> it's. And then you have Namine, who's supposed to be the Kyrie of the second game. It's 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 a lot of confusion, and then that's that's when it gets to like I don't know what's going on, but. And you have Ventus. Wow. Okay, Ventus, Aqua, Terra, who were a part of the Keyblade War <laughs> thousands of years ago. What? And it's like, y'all, it's I I don't even know where to begin. It's like the lore is so a lot of people took a lot of time to develop this lore, but it's yeah. like but it's confi- like why? <laughs> like I get it, but no. Like okay, so but right now, simply, simple terms, it's just like anime characters going to disney worlds beating bad guys that's the simple terms thank you because i was so confused and like so it's like a journey game it's like you hop yeah hero's journey exactly it's an adventure game but really the the most fun part about the game is that that disney hired all of the voice actors from the movies to voice act so it's like actually goofy and you like when you get yeah, progressing to the game, you become partners with Donald and Goofy, and they're your sidekicks, mm-hmm. and y'all fight bad guys together. And so it's actually like their voice actors. Whenever you go to Aladdin, like Agrabah, that's Aladdin's voice actor. Like everyone got rehired for this, <laughs> so it's like it, it's a big production, and that's why a lot of folks were saying it took so long to make Kingdom Hearts three because Disney had to bring back all of those folks to record for this game, mm-hmm. but. But for that's mostly the fun part is to like go to these Disney worlds. They recreate the sets so it looks like the movies, and mm-hmm. and you meet all the villains. Like you'll see Jafar, you'll see the genie, you'll see like Ariel, you'll see Cinderella, Snow White. Like that's and aren't part. all the villains like in league with one another? Because I saw that little yes. cut scene where they were all plotting together, and I was like, dang, yeah, and <laughs> like, it's like just out here being evil. And it's like they almost replay the movies plots of all of them like Mm -hmm. you'll be jumped in say you jump into like the tarzan or the like the little mermaid world or lion king world you'll be in the middle of where they are in the movie for the most part like you'll be playing the game in in linear fashion to where the movie and you fight the boss who is the bad guy of the or the bad person of that world so like you're fighting jafar you're fighting ursula if that makes sense Mm. yeah yeah, so that really is. that's the aesthetic is more cool to me than the like <laughs> the underlying plots of how the Kingdom Hearts universe works. Did all y'all right, ever right. play the the Disney skateboarding game? Huh? Marin, what are you what? I used to play this game where like you you could pick a Disney character, so I would pick Simba skateboarding through Andy's room. And that used to be a PlayStation game I used to play. That was made for Disney's Extreme Skate Adventure. What? <laughs> that's what it was called. Yes, oh, I don't whoa. remember. Oh my! Yeah, God. that's what it is. I'm looking at it right now. That's funny. <laughs> that's wild. That's interesting. Like my my experience with video games is very limited. Like I remember really loving Smash Bros. and Mario Kart on Cube, the GameCube. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> and like my, that's what me and my brother play like we would we were kids and we like playing that and then we got to like the era of we and then y'all lost me mm-hmm. i don't know if it's because i'm not <laughs> i think it's because i have um poor spatial recognition like i really don't have great like spatial and depth perception 
of things. So being in a POV video game for me is very, very like too much of everything. Like I remember that time that I was like really watching Minecraft videos, and so then I downloaded Minecraft and then didn't play it after like an hour. Yeah. Like the POV was just like too much. I was like, why is everything in my face? There's noises in the headphones. I'm Got like, you. I oh, feel like, were you in first person me. mode? Yeah. Is that what it's called when you yeah. change the camera angle? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I tried sense. to do third person, but I couldn't get, I don't know how it wasn't working. Video game. I'm just not dexterous enough. Yeah. For I feel like you would do better, Tori, with like a third person game where you could like mm-hmm. not be, because mm-hmm. I'm the same way. First person games are. They give me yeah, motion sickness. I don't play sickness. anything in first person. First person shooters, especially. I do not yeah. like Call of Duty and all that shit. Yeah, same. Like, and then I remember years ago, I bought Bioshock, which is like a post-apocalyptic. How do, yeah, how yeah, do, I know. How do I even? Is. How do I even? Dis- Bioshock. The plot is just weird, but it's like a re- it's like a steampunk post-apocalyptic game and it's all first person but it's kind of jump scary like it has jump scares and I was just like nope (laughs) absolutely not (laughs) like I feel like if you tried like a third person like game you may mesh better with it because I I feel you on that Mm. first person games really are like motion you have to kind of be that kind of person who likes that stuff like yeah to really get into that like for me those it's a lot of motion sickness for me so that makes sense yeah it's just not my thing it's just not my thing but um yeah no i'm glad we did this this is not going to be a corner on every general episode do i still do i understand what kingdom hearts is maybe (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) i could send you a picture because it's super like kingdom hearts is more cute than anything like no like like no i've seen i've seen pictures of it yeah. Corey literally, which Corey says the characters I talked about, like I knew exactly what she was talking about, like the aesthetic. That's all she does. <laughs> no, okay. So the thing is, Final Fantasy is like more serious. You can't really see me, but I'm doing like those air quotations than <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts is very cutesy. Like it looks different right. from Final Fantasy. Final yeah, Fantasy is okay. real, like for real anime, I, like <laughs> cute boys no, and everything. I definitely had my my friend group in high school was definitely into Kingdom Hearts, so I know what a Keyblade is. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, 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 cool. So I, I've, I've, I just never understood what the 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 game was. I was like, do you? What do you do with the Keyblade? Do you fight people with it? Do yeah, you, you do. Yeah, okay, okay. it's just. It's, I definitely think people cosplay as characters from Kingdom Hearts as well. Yeah, so that makes sense. I think I get it. But it's fine if I don't get it. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> that's already half the battle, though. If you know what a keyblade is, you already... That's 90% <laughs> the Kingdom Hearts lore. No, but like... Oh, we need to do a little mini update. Because yesterday, me and Nia recorded an episode about Joseph and Exorcist. Oh. And mm-hmm. y'all will get to listen to that probably. I'm going to probably edit that and get that up today or tomorrow. And... um, But there was something that happened yesterday that I didn't recognize well you know how i talk about how i was scrolling through my drama list comments right mm-hmm. yeah and watching people's reactions how come s- somebody in the comments said that there's a there was an, a petition to get it back on air and i didn't think nothing wow. of it woke up i was on i'm scrolling through twitter at 3 a.m and one of my mutuals was like change.org to bring joseph exorcist change.org no not change.org. <laughs> it has, it has no, wait, let me go find it because it has 11. When she screenshotted it, it had 11,000 signatures on it. 11,000 it signatures. Signatures from international fans? Yes. Oh, and the comments are, of course, 
Right. Of course, being like, if she screenshotted this, she said, if Korean dramas keep being canceled like this because of controversies created by hateful netizens, the whole Korean industry, the whole Korean entertainment industry is in great danger. Also, oh, I'd love to see the rest of the episodes help us. Netflix. First of all, the thing is, like, when uh, international fans get involved with, like, cultural mm. issues like this, it's kind of. Because like exactly. didn't you say like it had like a lot of backlash from yes. portraying historical yes. figures? Yeah, yes. so that's yeah. I, mean, I don't know about the that. The only reason um Corian Mariner asked me because they weren't on the episode because they had to work. They were working girls, and so we arranged it for Friday because we wanted to get it out quick. But the the gist of the anger of the people of Korea is like not only is this distorting our history, which happens a lot in historical dramas because it's a dramatization of what was real. It distorts it into the way where it's like it's ableist. It's picking on it. It it basically narrows down into like a lack of detailing. The production dropped the ball so bad. Like I don't know if you want to you know jump in on this, Nia, but it was mm-hmm. just like because like it's they, just when you think they just really fucked up. They yeah fucked they up. they were very the the costumes the sets the food was all very Chinese influenced heavy, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the production team was trying to make the excuse of like well this area we're filming we're trying to set it in a place that would have been on a border to Ming China and that's like even during that time though that's not accurate like they would still be having Korean outfits yes. and Korean Korean foods and like that's not what's yeah, the problem the, you know it's, yeah that's not what's the problem and also like the fact that people in South Korea have a more than enough reason to be gatekeeping and criticizing art about their own culture and international fans like but I want to see the rest of the drama like bitch shut the fuck up shut right. up don't nobody care about your opinion this has this is that thing I tweeted this and I was just like this is what happens when you fetishize and infantilize an entire country of people and narrowing it down to just K netizens. Like, how are you going to summarize an entire ethnicity of people to people who were mad on the internet about how their culture is being shipped on a global scale? Yeah, because when you said that it got canceled, like completely canceled, there is no way that's just because of a few angry people. Like, that has to be, like, real backlash. Like, legit backlash from the general public, not just internet people. It's like you, yeah, and people were just like really mad because like I want to see the rest of the drama. You want to see a poorly produced sixteen episode drama? You really gonna waste your time on that? Like if people are telling, if people from the culture in which this this story came out of is telling you that this shit is wrong, you should listen to them. Why are you erasing yeah. like that whole like I'm like this colonizer behavior where you're just centering yourself and you think South Korea is a place purely just for entertainment purposes and you ignore the millions of people that live in that country the millions of people whose um this affects like no like was, i don't, I don't want to hear it was the drama already pre-recorded it was 80 percent done oh it was 80% that's, done filming. Yeah, that's so much time yeah. wasted on half of the i'm guessing the fault would be among the directors and writers of the show, yeah, most definitely. Then, oh, most definitely. Oh my god! Imagine with the actors. everybody else's time. The every just the, the lighting crew, the artists, and everybody wasted because like you... the sucky thing is, is that the actors get paid beforehand, and I think crew gets paid when the drama's done airing. Oh no! So I don't even know 
how those people are going to be compensated because all of the sponsors for their drama pulled out. All the sponsors pulled out. The filming location said, you cannot film here anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, like, people, I think a lot of international fans, like, even me, when I first heard about the news, I know this is going to sound like a repeat if you listen to the Joseph Exorcist episode, but this is just for people who might not go and listen to that whole, like, almost an hour and a half of me and Nia talking. But, um, I think when we, when international fans first heard it, we was like, oh, there's these like minor details that people are pissed off about. And when you got to the root of it, it's so much more than that. Like the depictions of the actual kings in this show that are the kings of like some of the most notable kings in Joseph history are being seen as like evil people who are just going to kill their people and kill their family and like, and some and to that point to that extent i was like um well this is kind of like iffy but like when you like really look at how like this is just it goes beyond the drama and goes into a lot of politics and like how south korea has been treated on the in the scale of asia as a country that's been like constantly being colonized and being their culture being claimed by other people like south korea has more than enough reason and its viewers have more than enough reason to be gatekeeping of their culture after all the bullshit they've been through so yeah and then once again since you just reiterated that like the drama was like 80 percent done once again this is not just a few people being mad that caused this cancellation then like why would you think a few angry comments would cause someone to cancel like millions of dollars worth of production that makes no sense you have to literally think before you do petitions right like if you want to go watch, and then zombie- also to change.org is for the White House, is it not? <laughs> like- <laughs> I think change. I don't know what that was for. They were like people. That's that's a part of that um that um passive activism. Where yeah, can make a petition. Performative activism and shit. Very like- performative. There's very performative being like, I'm going to make this petition and we're going to get all these signatures and Netflix is going to bring it to us because we matter. Fuck y'all. And like, (laughs) Korea has their own change.org thing for the Blue House. Why didn't y'all use that one? Like, you're using the one for America. (laughs) They had a petition for the Blue House to take the drama down that had like 20,000 or 200,000 signatures on it or some shit. So, what are you really doing? You bitches don't even read Korean. Like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> go up on a fucking rant about how like somebody somebody in my timeline the other day was like every time a fan asks somebody who doesn't speak English to speak English my skin crawls I'd be really pissed off Sejong Daewong did not spend the later half of his life creating one of the easiest Asian alphabets for you bitches to constantly ask your faves no, to for speak real. Korean you better learn how to <laughs> no. type on a fucking Korean ke- keyboard yeah when they ask them to speak English that's ugh, right very offensive <laughs> Like, oh, you're the type of person that'll go to a different country and be like, you don't speak English. No, bitch. You and that you're country. You're not. You don't exactly. Know how to speak. <laughs> you don't know how to speak Korean. Those are, those are literally my pet peeves. People who go to travel to different countries and expect everybody to speak their language. Like, if you don't learn how to say, Anyaseo, Kamsamida, you don't know, you know how many discounts you will get from learning those two words in general? I went to a kairuksu place, a place where I can get like noodles, and I was eating. The noodles was good. It was like some chicken noodle soup, some great food. And he gave me a free soda because he's like, "You're eating very well. You love our food." I was like, "Yes, sir. Per." Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all. Uh, talking about Korean food. So at my job, we had a bunch of um, the Korean Association something. It's like mm-hmm. something like that come in, 
And since they were coming in, they donate. They gave us food. It was this place, mm-hmm. this restaurant. They packaged some meals for us. Tell me why somebody took it, tasted it, threw the whole thing out. And what? I just, what? I don't know what good food is. A part were they me, were they white? I don't even know. A part were of they? me is like I understand. I can understand to an extent that if you have never tasted Korean food or just any food that is not American, that the flavors mm-hmm. can be a little different. But my heart, a, a little oh strong. My, God, my heart hurt a little bit for. I was like, they had what that. did they throw out? There is no Korean food that that I've tasted so far that you can get in America. That's <laughs> you need to throw it out if you taste it like right. that doesn't make sense no, it was just okay you know i don't know how they make this but you know when they make rice and it's purple in a color it's just it's just a different rice grain of rice. okay i didn't know how they make that but it was <laughs> it was like that rice yeah. on the side with some noodles and vegetables and then um i had a beef patty and then they had um they had like fried zucchini on the side i think and then they had like mm-hmm. this oh, little so roll. So you had the and, and yeah. Jones. And these people talking like... about how it doesn't taste any good. I was like, well, maybe if you just ate some what? Other foods, That's but... crazy. See, I, see, no, see, I, I, was... I meet this frustration with my family all the time because yeah. I would like take them. Y'all were there when we went to graduation, and they were like, oh, they were in a cookie. Right, my mom was like, I'm gonna just have the wings. I was like, Mama, you don't want to try the Korean food. Like, I've gotten my mom to try some of the Korean food that I bring home and stuff, and my brother has a because he's like into anime into japanese stuff he'll try anything once so i have hope but like the rest of my family they'd be like i don't know like I don't, they try to be like nice to me and shit and i'm like never mind i'm just not gonna cook y'all i know food. sometimes I, try I was to- trying to make y'all international <laughs> the thing is it's not like it tastes odd or bad it's just that y'all right. are so used to eating chicken tenders and french fries <laughs> and donuts that you're just so unused to asian spices like Stop. like oh I, my gosh I it's the same trying. thing with like mexican food and people no. be like oh if it's not a taco i don't want it tacos not even mexican food in the first place. <laughs> no, 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 no. all, all the americanized woo, that's no, a whole we have to talk about americanized versions of food one day no y'all one day we got indian food and y'all have you guys had tiki masala before yeah, yeah, yes. I love that. In my really opinion, good. I think tiki masala, tiki masala is, is not spicy. I don't think it's spicy at all. Right. These people are talking about how it was so hot. I was like, what? Tik- <laughs> tikka masala yes. is spicy? I was like, oh, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> talking about how it's making their tongue. They need to drink some water or something. I was sitting over here like, no. wait, <laughs> but it has, it has so Absolutely much cream not. in it. That wait, right, hold on. y'all. <laughs> I was like, sitting here. Even me, who doesn't eat spicy food, I eat tikka masala no, and I love it. Like, I was trying to be like, it's okay, not spicy. That's what I was like. Maybe these people haven't tried Indian food before. Like, I'm really trying to be like giving them benefit of, my doubt, of the doubt. And then I go and try this food because I'm like, oh, well, every single place makes it different. Maybe they add a little bit more spices to it. I taste this shit. I was like, hot where? Where? <laughs> what? Hot where? Y'all talk about where? To- Drink Ooh, some water? Where? <laughs> oh my God, y'all. I've never, the way I have to, every, because we work in the Pleasant Hill Duluth area, we get a, um, we get, um, sometimes we get international foods and I'm like, y'all can have your Papa yeah, yeah, John yeah. pizza, I guess, because that's apparently <laughs> all you can take. Oh my God. Right. <laughs> right. Even like- when I order food off of like Uber Eats, I don't order like American. First of all, America doesn't really have their own food, no. but that's another no. topic. But that's a I don't be ordering food. like. Yeah american food like chicken tenders i will get international food you're gonna be paying like 30 40 dollars anyway why are you getting like chicken wings again get some of those oh my god yeah i mean for me i can't 
I can't lie, even though I say the only American food that I like is like black folk food, like soul food. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, because like I was so is, heavily is that raised even on American. That's just <laughs> yeah. African food. That's just African food with um black uh, uh enslaved people twist on it. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah, but also like, like I that's the only kind of food. Like that's for me, if I could eat soul food every day, I'd be fine. But still it's like because that's because flavor. I was so heavily raised on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, but you said it has flavor. I'm exactly. Screaming. That's a valid but like, point. Like, <laughs> but like some people who just like their palates aren't even like, they're just like, give me a hamburger or a hot dog every day. I'm like, are y'all yeah. not tired? <laughs> are y'all not tired? Like, I used okay, to work with no. somebody who only ate like Hot Pockets and Mountain Dew. And I was just be like, how are you alive? Like, how no, are you okay, alive? So, like, thank God that I started bringing in like food from H Mart because my brother still to this day eats hot dogs. He's been eating hot dogs for 21 years and I don't understand it, but I can't be mad at him because we'll go, to, I'll take them to a Korean restaurant and he'll try like the calamari or whatever the other stuff. And I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah. okay, you're willing to try stuff. Even when I bring, um, I would like when I do my little HMR trips and I bring porridge, how come he ate half the porridge before I could even get it? I'm like, wait, sir, wait a <laughs> second now. My dumplings be gone. I'm like, okay, so my brother's willing to eat other stuff. It's just that he's used to eating hot dogs like my mother on the other hand is in her old age and just refuses she don't like spicy food she can't handle spice so see if you have a reason to be worried i understand but Mm -hmm. like if you like you know you really don't like your stomach doesn't sit well when you try different food usually because of different spices or, or something okay but for some reason i get unreasonably annoyed when people act scared of new types of food it's like Oh my yeah. god. If it does not, I understand if it's sitting there and it's looking at you. But if it's eyes. moving or yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> if it has eyes are moving, okay. But it's literally rice with some kind of glaze on like some kind of like yeah. syrup on top. Like, mm-hmm. y'all, come on. that's one thing i really appreciate about my grandma because she's like from the air force family so Mm -hmm. she's lived in asia before so growing Mm -hmm. up we ate a lot of different stuff like she's not the type of person who would just give us like pizza every day or something like that yeah but i be other people in my family bro like same thing with tori something like they will literally uh-uh job what is job i'm not eating that it's literally like, noodles it. girl it's it noodles my, <laughs> like when i give it to my family to try and they eat it in front of me they like they like it like i yeah have my aunt try kimchi and she liked it and i made like job for them and they liked it but like and my little cousin he'd be like he comes over every time he's like but you got dumplings you got dumplings. Oh, yeah, they love dumplings. Dumplings, <laughs> dumplings, dumplings, love dumplings. Dumplings, like, but like getting my grandmother to try new food. Like, I really want to take my grandma and mom to Jeju. Like, that's one like one of my goals. It's like to take them to Jeju to see like the pretty island and get some like fresh seafood. And I'm like, my grandma eats salad and popcorn all day, so I don't know what <laughs> she's gonna eat. Like, yeah, it's just, no, it's just, but like, I just I can't I can't do. I want that again, to y'all. stop with my generation. <laughs> Like, yeah. I, really I think it will though no yeah. i think it's because we are in the age of the internet and it's not like back in the yeah. day where if you didn't live in your area you just wouldn't try new mm. things like people were so separated so i think now at the age of the internet and like you can look up any restaurant you can go get indian one day you can go get yeah exactly like mexican yeah. i feel food. like we're a lot more globalized oh than yeah definitely like, older generations for sure 
Yeah, definitely. 100%. And like when I, cause I was thinking about this, y'all, I was like, for both of my grandmas, I've literally never seen them cook anything other than soul food. Like I've never, I, my mom. Bruh, I was just about to say that, Nia. Like my grandmother, I don't even think she knows how to cook anything but soul food and bacon. Right. And like, and <laughs> they would make, like, imagine, like, see, the thing is, and the, it's like, I'm, when I think back and I'm like, how do you just, like, I know there's so many range of soul food dishes, but I'm like, every day like how are you <laughs> like what like, like every day breakfast lunch and dinner right like that's that's so and then wild still and... have stuff in your freezer right like still like... have stuff in your, like black grandma black grandmas if they ain't gonna have nothing they gonna have food cabbage in the freezer i'll take oh my god cabbage squash greens right <laughs> it's like i'm i'm like i don't know see thing is i do i don't i just can't comprehend like only eating that for every day for the rest of your life because oh, it's yeah. like think back like in like the tw- the 20s and like early <clears throat> 19 1900s that was just like yeah you you grow it you eat it like that's <laughs> that's it there's no i feel like i would have been miserable because like i like soul food <laughs> but like there are a lot of things that i don't like in soul food i hate black eyed right. peas like don't <gasps> like cornbread wait 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 wait, wait, wait. Corey, wait, 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 wait. we got st- time out time out time out time out, time out, time out, time out. <laughs> Excuse Didn't me. We fight about this at the food episode. Cornbread, I cornbread is you, okay. It's possible. Black eyed peas is possible? disgusting. This cornbread? is the worst food I've ever had in my Wait. entire life. It should be banned from all countries. Korea. <laughs> Korea. What? What? See, no, that's so disrespectful. Black eyed peas have done nothing. Nobody to you? in my family will give me black eyed peas because they know I will not eat it. I have never Why? eaten black eyed peas since I was like seven. I do not like black eyed peas. Oh my god, you're missing black eyed peas when they're well seasoned and you get some. I'm, not, I'm not missing anything. They're nasty. They're, you can season all you want. You could put Creole seasoning. You could put wow. anything jerk seasoning. They're disgusting. It's funny because like my mom doesn't eat black eyed peas, so I've never. I don't think I've ever had Same. them. Tori, they're oh, not they're, good. No, no, no. They're don't li- don't listen to the rhetoric. Don't listen to the, the nonsense. It's they're good. They're really. You have to find they're people who know how to good. make them. They're yes, not. They're, they're not at all. <laughs> Everything else in in uh, soul food, I would recommend trying at least once. But don't bother with black eyed peas. You don't need to try it. I think soul I food has to be one of the. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh no, go ahead, Mary. One Mary, of the foods ahead, I've only no. tried very few times, only because you know my parents are Ethiopian, so like we make mm-hmm. Ethiopian dishes. So like my parents don't know how to cook it, so I've only had it like maybe three mm. or four times nice yeah 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 but that's still good and people all make their soul food differently because i remember i was talking to somebody and they're like are collard greens supposed to be bitter and i was like bitter Bitter? (laughs) use collard greens bitter (laughs) (laughs) y'all that's what i'm saying y'all people like that's why soul food it's so hard to go to a soul food restaurant and get real soul food because like everyone cooks it different and you know there's folks that can cook it better so it's like like so, but I hear, I feel you. Like that's how I feel about Ethiopian food, Marin. Like I definitely want to go, like get authentic Ethiopian food and like experience mm-hmm. that. You know? Yeah, there's a couple places. No, in okay. So go on. Sorry. Tori. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Oh no, you're fine. I have a question because this is something that my mother and her Facebook friends debate about all the time. So we're from up north. We from up north, right? Mm-hmm. When you have spaghetti, is that the main or the side? That's the, the main. main. That's dish. the main. Why? Y'all are lying I would be so full. What? No, because oh I know people God. will be eating like spaghetti and fish and all that. I'm like, what are you yeah. doing? Spaghetti that and is... meatballs is the main dish. No. Like, what that's literally what it is. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Literally, this is how it goes. You get. 
you sit down at the table, you get your little Caesar salad or whatever, like a small salad, yes. and then you have spaghetti and meatballs with garlic exactly. bread. You don't have anything exactly. else. Like, no. what? Okay, listen. Okay, listen. We're from up north. We're from, my family is from East St. Louis. We're from up north. And so spaghetti is a side dish. You have spaghetti. And no. You have side dish? Dish, like, well, you don't put. Sometimes you put meat and spaghetti. You don't have to. We usually put like a little ground turkey, a little ground turkey or something, because you can have the spaghetti as a main dish the next day. But when you first cook spaghetti, you're supposed to have it with like fish or another meat, and then you have your greens and bread. greens and what? spaghetti. Greens? <laughs> Not greens, but like a salad, a vegetable. That's a lot of work. Like what? That's a lot of work. Why are you making two entrees, Tori? Question, Tori. I have a question. Yeah, yeah, that is two entrees. Is this? Is this Tori? When you make yeah. this, is this like a meal that you make if somebody's invited over, or your mom could cook this maybe through like twice a week? My mom. Well, here's the thing with my mom. My mom is different from other mothers. She cooks way too much food at once, uh-huh. so it never gets eaten up. But like, if my like, if we're talking about my grandma, if we're all. If even like a Wednesday meal would be like she gets fried fish, she doesn't want to make it herself, she'll go get it from um Johnson's, the grocery store, she'll go get it from fried fish, she'll make some spaghetti, we'll have salad and garlic bread and fish and spaghetti. That's like one thing about yeah, one thing about Black Americans, like ones who like the like Black Americans, like not ones who come from the diaspora. Uh-huh. Spaghetti is in our diet. Okay, oh we, 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 we eat like y'all. grandmas and stuff. They cook spaghetti like twice a week. Like, oh my they god, they always cook spaghetti. My you mother, will always find mother, spaghetti in the black household. That's right. My mother will use a whole pot, a whole box of spaghetti, and be yes. like, "Well, that's dinner for the whole week." I'm like, "Literally, and you be, like your grandma be like, oh 'Oh, I'm about to cook.' You look okay, and you go downstairs and see spaghetti, and like your You're face like, oh, just no. drops because y'all just had spaghetti like two days." <laughs> No, like when I became friends with like some of my college friends, they live in an apartment together uh-huh. and me and my one of, me and my other friend would be like, What are we having for dinner? And the other girl would be like, Oh, okay, I'll make spaghetti. And oh my God, she'll be like one thing she'll be like, love. We're like, we're fine, y'all. I love spaghetti. It's so good. I'm like, okay, especially love the way that she makes it. She'll be like, It's three of us. She's like, Should I use two boxes of spaghetti? I'm like, two. <laughs> <laughs> There's three people here. Now, mind you, she has a large family. Like, seven people live in her house. I'm like, girl, there are only three of us here right now. Why do we need two boxes? Because you're going to take some home with you. I'm not. I never do. I never. We literally. Yeah, that's. And then there was this thing where one of the other girls, she rearranged their kitchen. And she told her to come Mm -hmm. outside. She told her to look in her, like, little cabinet. Because the amount of spaghetti boxes she had in her um oh in there, she was like, "There's no Y'all reason for you to buy about- anymore." <laughs> Y'all want to talk about staples? You okay? So this me and my mom had this conversation yesterday, yesterday, and I had to realize that this was a generational trauma. But like <laughs> oh, my no. mother, <laughs> no, like my mother will be like, she said to me this the other day. She was like, "There was no food in the freezer." I'm looking at this freezer. It's a third full. The fuck you mean there ain't no food? Mm-hmm. What do you mean there ain't no food? And she's like, "But there's like, but my pantry's a little empty just because somebody took a cracker box down." Ma, you don't have to fill up the pantry. I'm like, "That's how we waste food. You fill the, you fill everything up, and then the stuff in the bag doesn't get eaten because I yeah. don't rotate anything." Like I was talking about this with Nia yesterday. This will piss me off with my family because I will. 
clean the refrigerator every time we go grocery shopping. Like, okay, nobody's eating this. And I'll be like, okay, so can I throw this away? They're like, no, somebody's going to eat it. And then it's still there three months later. So are y'all going to eat it? Are y'all going to let me throw it away? Like that's, I was like, this has to be a generational trauma because I know my grandmother's freezer is always full. Always yeah. full. And my mom was paused because she was just like, oh, I don't think I ever paid attention. I was like, you might not have paid attention, but I can go to my grandmama's house now and she will pull out food from the freezer if she ain't got enough in the refrigerator. She just told you yesterday that she was going to pull some cabbage out of the freezer to defrost and cook. Like, Oh my God. Yeah, that's one thing with my grandparents. Like, they will cook until we don't, like, really have anything left and get more groceries, but they love overcooking. So we'll yes. have leftovers and instead of yes. just letting us eat leftovers, they'll make more food the next day. I'm like, we have leftovers. We can eat that for dinner. No, no, I want to make no, no. something else. Like, yeah, <laughs> y'all, this is like it's wild. I love, I love sharing this kind of stuff because it's like I thought my family was the only one that we're just like, oh, just put it in the freezer. We're not eating it tonight. Just put it in the no. freezer. It's like, yeah. um, and then two days later, it's like, are we gonna, are we gonna eat that? It's like, oh no, it, it's in the freezer. It's good. It's like, is it good? Really though? fine. Is it good though? <laughs> It's in a freezer in a butter Tupperware box that you didn't wrap in a plastic bag. Oh, now it's going to taste like freezer burn. (laughs) Freezer burn? (laughs) Because it's not like they be using proper freezer storage bags. No. They just use Tupperware in the cabinet and then put it in a freezer. Y'all, oh my God. This is so funny. This is hilarious. Black people really do be living the same life and we just don't realize. We don't. (laughs) Until somebody come on TikTok. I have a question. Do y'all put your bread inside the uh, fridge? No, sometimes. I no, do. I put it on top of the fridge. All like my family. If we so bought we too much times. bread, if we bought too much bread, then I'll put some in the fridge mm. so it doesn't go bad quicker. Marin, do you put yours in like the fridge? Mm-hmm. My hope. I've done it all my life, and so when I went to my friend's house and the fr- it was in the fridge, I was like, okay, so we just not, we just don't <laughs> leave it out. Okay, I guess. <laughs> like I, guess I don't like. When I told y'all I put my fruit in the fridge, y'all were like, what? Fruit in the fridge? Oh, yeah, you, yeah, I remember you said that. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah there's I only fruit certain fruit, fruit yeah. I put in the fridge. And I'll be like grapes. But yes! everything else Decoria, just same. sits out. <laughs> you know what's wild? How do we I'm learn a- these things? Like, how were we? I don't, I don't know. know. That's so like, weird. It's so weird. <laughs> like, why is it common like, sense to not put apples in the fridge? Like, why? Like, Okay, but a cold apple is delicious. And a room temperature apple, apple, the texture is disgusting. No, because if it's... <laughs> cold and you have to bite into it your teeth, teeth are gonna yeah. hurt so it's better to be room well that's why you peel the apple and then eat the you candy. peel the apple yeah. before that's, that's a yeah. lot of work that's too much oh my God. <laughs> that's too much peel the whole apple no just bite it i don't even eat apples period so that's not even a topic right baron come through <laughs> anti-apple squad we're out here <laughs> Okay, not enough of that. <laughs> listen, listen, no apples. Emails. Apples are trash. Like the texture, oh it, they oh, taste no, like flavored oh, water. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. Apples are good. Put the apple in the refrigerator will taste great. No, are delicious. The refrigerator's apples not going to save the texture of the fruit. Yes, it's it does. Just, it does. It solidifies it, and so there's not that mushy texture. I know exactly what you're talking apples about. Apples are here. not mushy. They're, 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 they're incredibly <laughs> mushy. Some of them are. No, they're not. There's like, like either rotten apples. <laughs> 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 
No, will you like? I know what you mean, Nia. You want like, yes. A, you want you don't want it a to be like apple, apple like applesauce. Like a crisp apple is delicious. What apples yeah. are you buying that they are like applesauce on the inside? All <laughs> apples are crisp. Like, no, they're not. You no, know, no, you I get from Aldi are crisp. They're chew, real crisp. No, you chew an apple twice and it's just mush in your mouth. Yeah, that is that I, is. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It, it like disintegrates. Exactly. You want it to be like coffee? steak? Like <laughs> no, I, I don't. <laughs> And I hate steak too. Okay, steak Nicole, is trash. Yeah, I want you at least to try. If you have an apple in your house, put it in the fridge and try it. I'm telling you, your, your life will change. <laughs> I'll try it. But also, steak is trash. Just wanted to put that out there as well. Um, no, no, no. Yes, Why yes. do you hate steak? Steak what tastes happened? like rubber. It's like you're chewing on someone's tire. Like let you it. Have like, nobody you knows haven't had the right steak. Yeah, you haven't had the right steak. You know what? The only steak Good that steak I genuinely enjoyed well. though was the trashless Salisbury steak from elementary school. That was fire. Salisbury steak is isn't that just like a hamburger patty yes. it's like a meat <laughs> patty <laughs> that's why i'm saying steak that is not steak is flames but steak <laughs> you know what i used to eat a lot in elementary school we would go to all these and i would get the parmesan chicken the frozen like the parmesan chicken with the cheese in it like the chicken patties that had cheese in it and then they would just put tomato sauce on it and it'd be frozen and you just deep freeze that and eat it <laughs> oh my god Y'all, if we're going to talk about yeah. school food, oh my God, the horror stories I have. <laughs> they used to have, first of all, the line for this pizza was so long for no reason. Why? It, that <laughs> cheese was absolutely awful. And awful. then the only thing good was the lasagna. I'll give them that. The lasagna sometimes hit. The chicken and waffles <laughs> were not bad, but why was the ro- waffle rock hard? And why did you not have enough syrup? Why was it when I had D lunch, right. you told me there was no syrup? So I was just going <laughs> to eat my rock hard waffle with nothing. Eat your hard waffle. No. Dry. And, you and, know, I can distinctly remember when Michelle Obama switched yeah, no. the <laughs> <laughs> And then they used to have no. this thing where, okay, so our school would have um, orange chicken and rice, but they would have the... F- Ew. fried rice and like first of all they would have it inside the <laughs> i don't know how to describe it the white box and then you would open the top and sometimes if you get it, like asian food they would sell it to you like that and you take your chopstick and eat it out from there y'all why did it they gave y'all chopsticks yes they did if we <laughs> wanted to y'all tell me why did it smell like vomit why did it smell absolutely oh no rancid? <laughs> and I forced myself to eat that because I didn't have anything else. They took oh, no. everything away. No, like speaking of school lunch, of course I'm an education major. Major, are we talking about the disparities in school lunch and how they would charge kids for school lunch? And I'm just thinking, and like how, like if you had, like I remember the years that I would go buy a la carte, like chicken tenders and French fries and pizza. Yeah. And then the years where my mom didn't have enough money to like give me $5 every day for lunch. And so then I would um, have to eat free lunch. And I remember like not having enough money on my account to get lunch. And I was just like sitting here like, why? Do, why did that is so stupid? Why don't you just give the kids lunch? No, for yeah. Also, why is school lunch so bad? Yeah, they need <laughs> so, to oh, spice yeah. it up. They need to do something like that. That little square pizza is overdone. Like, I swear that stuff is... I swear they go into the frozen section and buy up kid cuisine and just be like, you know what? (laughs) Here it all is. Yeah, (laughs) that's literally what they do. 
Like, they get a whole bunch of frozen food and cook it. Like, y'all need to like, give people actual food. And then yeah. the vending machine like, and all the good stuff was gone. And it just hurt my yeah. soul. The f- I remember there would be kids that just wouldn't eat. And they would just be living off the vending machine. Like, just they yep. would just be yep. grabbing oh, so many. So- like, and they would take. I remember when they took out sodas. But everyone was just like, okay, fine. Bet. I'm going to get a pink lemonade every day for the rest of this year. <laughs> and it was like, like, I remember... Like, and the thing with school lunch that pissed me off, it's like, we were paying to eat trash. Like, we were paying <laughs> oh money to eat trash. To eat garbage. Right. Garbage. It wasn't like we were paying $10 for, like, something out of, like, Willie's or, like, like a good restaurant. Like, somewhere where it's, like, even Subway. Like, like why? Like, give us something. Like, it's, I remember elementary school was when they actually cared because <laughs> I went to a Montessori school and they were like super anal about like get your glass of milk we're serving fruit and like and I was like even that was canned stuff but it, I was like there's effort some effort is being yeah. made <laughs> but then when I got to middle school and high school I was just like okay they just said you're on your own <laughs> no it's a lunch lady telling me I can't take my fruit because I don't have enough money in my account what oh no oh, like why are you embarrassing children in a school <laughs> so now I have right. to go like three more hours without any food okay thanks what right and then like, when you what look does at that do for them yeah, and you know, know what's crazy when you look at like school lunches from like Korea or like Japan, and you see like, wow, oh. a balanced meal. Oh wow, <laughs> this like we can't relate at all. <laughs> it's one we can't relate whatsoever. It's just it's sad as fuck. It's sad as fuck. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, that was a depressing ass topic, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was the part. If we're going to talk about something oh. else, I did get these new shoes I'm going to post in the chat. Um, I mm. didn't get them from Nordstrom. I got them from ASOS. Oh, God. Why does that link that long? <laughs> 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 I'm so sorry about that. Um, but yeah, they're these new Converse that I bought. And I re- they're, they have to be the most comfortable shoes I've ever had. They're kind of expensive. I can't nice. see it. The link is the link is not working. No. She's not working. Okay, but yeah, no. I just like on the mention of shoes. For those of you who don't know, I am six feet tall and wear a size thirteen. So when Payless went out of business, I was like, "Where the fuck am I going to buy shoes from?" And like Torrid is the only place I can really get shoes. Converse because they're unisex. Doc Martens because they're also semi unisex. But like heels, like. Torrid only has like cute heels like every once a year mm-hmm. and I'm just like really upset about that because I used to get all of my wedges from Payless I used to get like I don't know where I can go to find cute affordable not gonna break on me shoes yeah have you looked at ASOS because I don't I think they go up to a size 13 they they have everything they may go up to a size 13 let me check let me check because <laughs> I remember I wear a size 11 because I'm also tall so like when I found out about ASOS, they had, like, a lot of shoes, especially, like, them kind of boots that were popular that are usually, like, $100. I got them off of ASOS for, like, 30 Let's see if they have. I need to buy oh. clothes, but also, are skinny jeans no longer a thing now? Are people wearing mom Not jeans? Really. <laughs> yeah, Not people, really. I mean, I feel like you should wear what you want, but no, nah, I haven't right. bought skinny jeans in a while. I got, like, <laughs> I, flare, flare I pants are back well, in. Right, I bought some well-fitted Torrid jeans because I like skinny. I don't like the way my legs look in slim jeans. 
yeah or flare but like the super skinny jeans are totally 2000s like nobody's doing it anymore i will say (laughs) are we old now y'all that's (laughs) crazy i remember there's a time where like skinny jeans are gonna eventually end up being like vintage fashion and that's going to kill me like you're yeah, gonna... literally, because wasn't skinny jeans already a thing back, like back in the eighties? Yeah, they were. Or... I think yeah, in the eighties they were tight jeans were in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so funny how fashion cycles. Because now I think the era that we're in, everybody is into seventies fashion. Because like literally, flare pants, bell bottoms, yeah. those kind of pants That's are crazy. really popular right now. I bought I bought two pairs of bell bottoms off of Sheen and Bebe. When I tell you, I'd be stunned. Yeah, I got me two pairs of bell bottom jeans from Fashion Nova. They're cute as fuck. They're actually really cute. I feel like this was crazy. I remember back when I was in middle school, everybody's like, why are you wearing bell bottoms? Why are you wearing flare jeans? Everyone's wearing skinnies. And I was holding on to those jeans like there was nothing. And now everybody, and as soon as I switched to skinnies, everybody's like, yo, you know, you got to get rid of those skinnies. Y'all need to quit. It's very much a high-waisted um, slim slack fit yeah. time. I'm really into the high waistedness because I used to always hike my pants up anyway. Yes, I didn't like that my super showed. But now we're in the body positivity era, and so I don't really give a fuck that you can see my stomach anymore, which I'm yeah. very proud of. <laughs> but like, um, but like, I'm definitely in the high waisted. There are definitely those who are into like. I feel like there's two different trends going on. There's people who are really into early 2000s who want like the Y2K. Low- yeah, the Y2K. They want the low, like Britney Spears, thong sing, low rider cut jeans. And I'm mm-hmm. like, do you? Or you're into the more like high waisted, a little bit more casual, um, 70s, kind of 80s. No, no, more yeah. 70s, like 60s type. But um, what I was going to say, Nia, like, I feel like, first of all, those links I just put is the link to the shoe I got. And I feel like black mm. skinny jeans are always still in because you people always want that slim fit, especially compared to the I'm looking at the shoes. Man, these are so cute. When I tell you, y'all, I was definitely looking for a platform converse. They are platforms the are most my com- new favorite shoe. They're the most comfortable pair of shoes I've ever had. There's none of that like having to break in that converse or where it hurts. No, it's like, yeah, because usually so converse cute. hurt at the top. Oh yeah, no, they they're do. so they comfortable. Do. But those um, look really comfy. I'll show you. I'll show y'all the shoes that I just bought from StockX because they were sold out on Converse. <laughs> so I'm waiting for them to get here. Nia. But I wanted. I, the minute I saw these shoes, <laughs> I was like, I've been looking for a, a combat boot, and I could not find like a style that I really liked or like something that was like either like too cheap that I felt like that would wear out on me. And then Converse did this um collab with ambush and the shoes are so cute the only problem was that i they only had my size and they have the same shoe but it's in all blue mm-hmm. and i'm like i am never gonna wear those <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah but what i was gonna say is um also even though skinny jeans for different type of colored jeans are like or like blue jeans are like out um uh-huh. straight leg are also really in right now and that's the closest it is to skinny jeans which is what i have i have wow. a couple of jeans like that so that way it doesn't yeah. it still cool. doesn't flare out but it does um i feel like too is down. like as far as skinny jeans as long as they're the whitewash ones is fine yeah. yeah but like mm. I've, i haven't seen anybody wear like dark wash skinny jeans in a minute now well i have something y'all gonna see me in them <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but also too like, middle middle parts are the only part you could do in your hair now. You know, oh do side God. parts and all the other stuff. That is so middle stupid. parts. The that's dumb. Versus, okay, no, listen, <laughs> y'all. This is Corey is low key making a joke because there's this stupid bullshit going around between 
I'm gonna say it, and I'm gonna say it clearly between white, white. Gen Z and white yeah. millennials about a side part and a middle part. And honestly, black girls been doing every part we could ever think of since the beginning of time. So we don't yeah, when people were like, no more side parts, I kept on thinking like black hairstyles, they do all kind of parts. Oh, so yeah. what are you guys right. talking about? I think it's specifically at the white women though, because whenever I see TikToks, it's never saying, oh, you should do a middle part and it's a black girl. It's never. It's always yeah. been like a white girl. Yeah. But, but I can only And see, do that's why parts. I keep thinking. Yeah, they're definitely doing the 70s fashion or 60s or 70s now because that was popular back then, was it? Not like the long hair with the middle part or whatever. Yeah, that's all 70s, yep. yeah. Also, yeah. Tori, these that's shoes no, are really cute. But like, cute. also... Oh, thank you. I'm so excited. <laughs> I can't wait for them to get here. Um, but like, also, like, I we talked about this in the chat a few days ago. I I appreciate that men are also getting into the 70s fashion trend. Do y'all follow Wisdom Eight on TikTok? He's one of my I favorite. Think so. I don't even like fashion like that. He is he. No, all of his styles are like 70. Wait, let me check. Yes, Sorry. you know what I'm talking about. This man's fit be. Let me actually find him. <laughs> this man's fit be so clean and i'm like if my future husband who i don't even have yet and not even really into fashion doesn't it come with at least a eight of the drip that he be having on TikTok? oh yeah i follow this man yes he's amazing why can't i put his username in right what's his username um wisdom w-i-s-d-m eight w-i-s-d-m but no because like he really does be out here killing the whole game and i love it so much let me just put his link in the chat real quick and it's crazy because like i've also seen like a lot of more dudes like exploring fashion i feel like it's i feel like our generation of we talk about this a lot but our generation of guys are really into streetwear they're sneakerheads mm-hmm. they love athleisure dressing head to toe but i feel like the generation like below us not the one that's between Gen Z and millennials are really into like exploring their fashion and being like alternative fashion. And I'm like, I'm just love that for them. Like Mm -hmm. for real though. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And like we said on the chat, anything is better than the early two thousands, mid two thousands white tees that I'm just glad we, I'm so glad we weren't growing up. (laughs) How was the two thousands? How did the birth rate in the two thousands not go down? Right. (laughs) Men were literally dressing (laughs) in the, Stacks in sacks of clothing, and we were like, "Damn, Poppy, you fine?" No, just, like, Art, is he? <laughs> it's like if a man is, let's say, below the height of five eight. Let's say he's five six. So your choice <laughs> is to wear the biggest pa- possible <laughs> pair of pants, and then the shirt that goes up to your knees. Sir, now you're four three. So what? What are you doing? <laughs> what about this is attractive? It's not. It was so embarrassing. Oh my god. I hope y'all, I pray to God that style never comes back. Because no, you know style real. comes back around. If they're Oh like- yeah. See the the thing is when like style comes back around, they purposely ditch a like certain trends. So Y2K <laughs> did come back around, but yeah, I didn't see anybody in any baggy clothes. They no. skipped that right. one entirely. They're like, right. we're not doing that part of Y2K. We're gonna do something else. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Ooh. I remember no. I remember growing up and seeing like grown men every day wearing these XXXXXXL shirts and it's like summertime. I'm like, are y'all not no, exhausted? Keep it away from and me. Then- I don't even want to see you in my <laughs> peripheral vision. Like, no. <laughs> it was it was too much. Oh, oh my god. 
on. Could you Ooh. can you imagine somebody like that up that trying to talk to you now? No. Oh that's my y'all, that's why I'm saying I'm so happy we weren't in our twenties. How are you gonna justify <laughs> who your your dating preferences if all the guys were wearing were wearing like polo shirts that are trip quadruple XL and like <laughs> swimming in the clothes? And then like j- and like ba- fat farm jeans. It's like what do you what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh my god. And then backwards hats. Oh. It was just it was just it was a oh <laughs> a time. Like, if I ever bring home a dude that is sagging, y'all come check on me. Oh, Please yes. We will be like, Tori, is everything all right? <laughs> girl, because... There's nothing attractive about sagging your bag. No. Oh, my Not God. Remember when cops were making it, like, they were trying to pass a law that you couldn't sag in public? I was like, is it, has it gotten what? to this point? Yes. <laughs> in Georgia, like, back in the early 2000s, because sagging was so popular in the white tees and the oversized jeans that they were like, you know what? We're in some counties. We're going to make it illegal for you to sag. Like it was, it was a big deal. Oh, speaking of Georgia being Georgia, did y'all see that fucking, the suppression bill being passed? Yeah. I saw something about it. I didn't read into it. Yeah. So basically the GOP basically was just like, oh, we can't let y'all do what you did for this election. So we're going to, make it illegal to give people water and food if they're standing in line to vote. They're going to, I think they cut early voting. I think they made it because you know how um, a lot of churches do Sunday voting polls. Mm-hmm. Can't do that anymore. It's just like a lot of oppression. Like a lot of, it's like a hundred and zero eight page document of voter suppression and it got passed. Yeah. And it's very quickly. Jim Crow stuff. It's literally it's right very out of Jim the Jim Crow, Crow era. I just, Okay. Yeah, this one <laughs> director, I can't remember what he directed, but he was like, I'm not filming in Georgia because of this. I'm hoping, like, maybe something can happen where more directors do this and, like, yes. they decide to reverse that because it seems like they only listen when money is involved. Right. Other than yeah. that, they'll do whatever they want. Yep. And they voter and they've what do you call it gerrymandered the lines so that they've made it nearly impossible for them to be voted out. So it's like this right. continuous cycle of evil people being in power and preventing other people from changing the laws that they're setting so they can maintain their power. It's it's really it's oh. it's so like bad. I hate living in this state, but I yeah. love people in this state. Yeah, so that like- that I was thinking about that earlier when I was watching um Falcon and the Winter Soldier because like the thing about Georgia there's so much like black excellence here as a black yes. person i can't imagine living anywhere outside oh of Atlanta. that's yeah. not another black mecca like it maybe right. it was like dc or something like, but, like no the, because people would be like i gotta get out of atlanta get out of atlanta and like go the fuck where and yeah go, and go where because like the thing is like as a black if you're like another minority or like a white person i can understand that but like talking to other people who live in other places and they've been like oh my god i can't believe you went you have a whole a group of black friends so i can't believe you went to a school that had a lot of black people and Bruh. i'm just like i couldn't Bruh. imagine like being somewhere and being like the only black person like i couldn't be I cool with that like <laughs> no like i don't even understand like me and my mom talk about this all the time and i've mentioned this a few times on the podcast before but we lived in east st louis we were one of the only black families that lived in our neighborhood i went i was two of I was one of the three black kids in the entire fifth grade. When I tell you I had a shell shock 
when I got here and got to school and the entire student body was black, the teachers were black. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, there's other Mm -hmm. black people besides my family. Like that is, I could, I would like, when I say that I want to move, if I ever move, I'm moving to a different country, not a different state. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'll have to move to a whole other country. I couldn't move to another state. It's the same thing. Like everything in America for black people at the very least, it's the same thing in different front, different font. Y'all be like, oh, but we over here in California. Fuck California. Y'all still, ain't nothing different over there besides more people and higher rent what yeah exactly. <laughs> and then like hearing like especially with like <clears throat> excuse me mm-hmm. hearing people like on tiktok who grew up in like these very like white states and like their experiences and how that affected their view on themselves personally and like their mental health i couldn't imagine like raising a kid in like an all-white neighborhood or something like that like that just wouldn't like i couldn't I wouldn't want to put them through something like that. You know what I mean? I could. Yeah. I would. Yeah. I would break my heart to put place my child in a place where they are immediately going to be othered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause like here, seeing all these girls, especially that one trend where they're like, oh, um, like they were just talking about how they were viewed as unattractive as they were when they were younger, and I'm looking oh, at them yes. like none of y'all are ugly. All of y'all are pretty. Right. You just grew up in white spaces. Like that's right. literally like, yeah. like there's a whole trend on TikTok. It's like, are you unattractive, or did you grow up in a PWI, or did you go to a PWI where you in a predominantly white area? Yeah, and like um, a lot yeah, of like, these girls, you would see them, and they're like very pretty. Like I'm saying, like super super pretty, and I'm just kind of like, who told you you were ugly? Like the, 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 the environment, the environment. Because yeah. like, and the thing is, it's not. It's sometimes some now some girls may have experienced folks saying that they're ugly to their face, but more it's about being ignored. It's like mm-hmm. they yeah, they'll go true. they'll go out of their way to Low. praise someone who yes. is the opposite of you. So it's like. Like when you grow up yeah, in that yeah, space, yeah. you 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 never you know that the place was not for you, and they don't care about you. Your quota, crazy like because, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I actually um, there was this thread that went around the other day that's like, what is your internalized misogyny? And so I sat there and thought about it, and I was like, for the longest time, I thought unwanted sexual advances was a sign of attractiveness because oh, all yeah. of my friends would get their asses hit mm-hmm. by boys in school they would get hit on they would get you know cat called and i'm like well that is a sign of attractiveness i'm not attractive because nobody's doing that to me um i experienced like transphobia of being like oh what the fuck i thought you were a dude like when people see me because i was tall or plus size and like the internalized misogyny of me being like that is what i thought that was my equivalent of attractiveness i remember sitting in the van one day i was sitting in the van my aunts like picked us up from school and they were talking about my cousin and they were like worried about her that like she might have a baby or all these boys are gonna go after her because you know and i was like they never talk about me like that and i was like that was also a sign to me that i was not attractive because nobody's worried about me you know coming home with a child or anything like that and those are the girls that do get you know early pregnancies and stuff like that and unprotected sex because they will cling on to anybody who uh who shows them that that gives them validation Mm -hmm. and so like i had those thoughts like only like living my entire life of people calling me pretty oh you're so pretty you're so gorgeous but it was only my family or friends of my family Mm. like i never received compliments from an outsider that I didn't know I was like oh my god you're really pretty or I was like oh my god you look so good today nobody had ever said that to me but I also yeah. was like 
in high school. There's so many factors that goes into that. I was in high school. I wasn't wearing clothes that fitted me. Like I like we talk about this all the time, but how we feel so bad for kids now because they have to come to school looking like dressed head from toe. Like my cousin, she would go to high school every day with her uh, make makeup on. Wow. And I'm like, we didn't do that. Yeah, we not just have time. And also, right? She was like, but she's, but she's like an you know. I'm sorry. No, but she's like an um a straight A student. She's you know doing her shit. She's an excellent girl. She has very great self confidence from what I know. But like that was part of her routine was to just go to school. She's like, I'm not dressing up for nobody else. I'm dressing up for me. And I was like, period, per. But like nobody in my school was being like coming to school with full faces yeah. of makeup on. And there's yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with that. It now, but it's like I don't... it's pressure. I can only remember like uh on a, like a handful of girls who like had their faces beat like that to go to school and even then they weren't talked about positively like people would be like oh their face is caked on or stuff stupid stuff like that right. oh, that's interesting because like I remember a shift there was only like I think two years where people weren't wearing bare face but then as soon as we hit late middle school and high school it was like everyone was like dressed to the t everyone had make full face on like even I tried because I makeup was really hard for me. I never really got into makeup because I always thought it made me look different. Like my skin is like I'm I have hyperpigmentation on some areas. I have light parts and dark parts. It just doesn't putting on like foundation just makes my skin look strange to me. So I was always yeah. like just trying to put on concealer and stuff. But then even then it's like after a while I was like I'm exhausting myself just doing this bare minimum like why and no one it's not going to make a difference <laughs> while I'm here it's not like all of a sudden I'm going to get be the one to get attention like it I kind of felt like it was pointless because I wasn't doing it for myself I was doing it because right. everyone else was doing it and so it was like no but I have 100% agree like for, for your with your experience Tori like it feels um like it was like the we were actually looking like kids too so it's yeah. and it's not like kids nowadays can do that, if that makes sense. Like you, they are almost skipping the awkward teenage years and are going straight into yeah. adulthood. That's like when I saw like some of the, I was looking at, maybe it was Target and they have their young adults uh, clothing line or clothing section. And I thought that meant like people who are like under 30 or whatever. And like, it turns out that's supposed to be the junior section, right? But wow. when I'm looking at the clothes, this is stuff that we would wear. So mm. I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. It's like they're adultifying teenagers in fashion, yeah. kind of. I don't know. Yes. It's really odd. I, I definitely feel that. I feel like, I because I will follow some people on TikTok, and then I finally look at their bios after like seeing their videos, and they're like 16. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you don't look like a 16-year-old. You don't talk like a 16-year-old. And I I feel like part of that is because a lot of them have become more educated due to the digital age that they live in. So the way that they carry themselves doesn't feel like children. And I definitely don't think you should cheat. You know how you, people say you treat children like children, but they should be allowed to have a phase where yeah. they're not, you know, bombarded with or multiple phases. I guess more adult issues. They should have multiple yeah. phases. Like I remember I kids like... that were emo and they were in the scene and then they were just like it's like every year they were changing, but I feel like kids nowadays can't do that. Like they have to be yeah, like they, they can't from have like, like middle like, school to full on like adult after yeah. middle school. Yes. It's kind of crazy. And they like 
like once you have your aesthetic you've branded yourself yeah like you can't come out of that and it's like this could sound like a bunch of old people talking (laughs) but like i don't think y'all realize how switch how fast the switch came and how jarring it is for us to be like well do you get to be a kid yeah are because they're like doom scrolling and inundated with all this news and this awareness which which comes with intelligence it's like it comes with awareness that you're going to feel all these complicated feelings but i'm like does that affect their childhood development yeah and also i think they're also growing up watching grown people on youtube give them advice on things and it's like right this is not your they're not your target like a lot of creators who were in their 30s or 20s like they shouldn't have to put a disclaimer this is not for high school kids but like if but that's what high school kids are learning. They're learning from the adults. Like, this is what you should do, or this is what you shouldn't do. You should wear your hair like this, your makeup like this. It's like, um, but this is, she's, she's 30 y'all. Like y'all are 15 years old. Like be, you don't have to look, you don't have to do it. Like, I wish that there was, I mean, I I guess for the people who don't want to, they're still out there, but they're not as vocal. So we don't see them as much. I feel like it's like because because what a lot of makeup people say is like if you don't wear makeup that's fine but I also think that it's like it's this pressure of having all this information and not doing it and feeling like you're left out yeah you're feeling like you're left out yeah and I mean we're not in high school right now so we don't know if that's the truth or is it like is it more of a positive space where it's like people can explore like from an outside perspective it just feels like y'all they're like kids that after us like people who are in their early 20s and teens aren't being allowed to like fully be children yeah because even even people in that age group are checking each other it's like you don't get to have a racist phase which is great but two things could be the same like you can still be a child and still be in the know about what's happening around you Does that right. make sense mm-hmm. right no it makes sense yeah that's true i yeah especially when you mention that racist phase like even though like i don't think people there's something wrong with everyone having a racist phase that shouldn't be a thing yes. but at the yeah, same time there's no room for mistakes in a way because yes. in this day and age if you do something wrong you will get called out and they will find out like where you go to school and stuff like that. And I'm like, on some occasions the people did deserve this kind of treatment, but sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just like, okay, maybe like just let them get in trouble, like with the school, like a suspension instead of an expulsion or something like that. I don't know. And it's like with the like Gen Z, younger Gen Z, they are not allowed to be wrong at all. They're they're supposed to be super woke and know everything. So that causes them to call out everything. Even stuff that is very minor, they will call it out because they feel like they have to perform activism at all times. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Because they're growing up in the activism, the uh, social activism age. Yeah. No, but it's go ahead, like, Maren. We just want you all to be decent humans. I'm sorry. No, I I wasn't going to say anything. I was just talking about how like, I don't know. I remember I used to see this TikTok of this girl. Like, I understand what she was doing. It was amazing. But she was like, she would make Chick-fil-A food so that way we wouldn't eat from a racist organization. I was like, girly, we all know. We all know we understand what Chick-fil-A stands for. Is 90% of the people not going to eat there? No. It's like, we all right, like, you right. know, we understand like, like we don't have to I be think- to the point to like like necessarily like people are not going to walk away from that or something like that. Yeah. I think people don't choose the right 
heel to the right battles activism mm-hmm. they don't choose the right battles there's some things that are just aren't going to change chick-fil-a is not going to stop preaching no. and being um um being homophobic they're just not they're not going to do it yeah and so there are people who are not going to stop eating there, yeah which is fine but like is that where you want to place your energy for activism yeah right. is like i was talking to this one girl and she was basically saying that she kind of called out her father because he was getting Chick-fil-A. And I was like, okay, I, I completely understand why you would feel upset that he's eating that. But at the same time, you calling him out is not going to really do anything because he's just going to continue getting it. So, like like you said, yeah. just place your energy elsewhere. I just, I don't know. And then at the same time, yeah, it's like at the oh. same time, I understand why. But it's just hard to just be like, don't do that. Because I understand why they want to. But at mm-hmm. the same time, it's like a pointless battle. So, yeah, I was about to say, I feel like, like fighting against a company that big you will never win there it's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. never you think chipotle is gonna go see, out of business no yeah and it's like and then it, like even with the situation with um amazon for example like with oh, the yeah. workers in alabama i think trying to unionize and most of them are black women who are kickstarting mm-hmm. this and the thing is it's like with the entity with the corporate entity as massive as amazon like i want them to win but also it's so like, it's not like the rest of the world is just going to be like, you know what, let me just stop buying from Amazon. It's just, yeah. it's gonna, because the infrastructure is not the way it used to be. Like when things like Amazon come in and destroy industries, <laughs> they make Sears right, go out yeah. of business. They make Macy's go to bankruptcy. Like there's not going to be an alternative if not- you don't like it's like the world has changed. It's like trying to get rid of your internet company. Like, yes, we know AT&T and Comcast are trash, but it's like, we live in a world where you need internet. Yeah. So it's like, right. it's, yeah. Yeah. It's like if for, for things, for companies you hate, it's really hard that are really big like that. It's hard yeah. to find alternatives in a world where there's none. Even me, like when I hear the stuff about Amazon and how they're garbage, I'm like, I shouldn't buy from them, but I need stuff. And we're in the middle of a yeah. pandemic and I don't know how to drive. So I have to use them. I mean, there's, and, like, and Tori, that's valid. Card. There's, cause there's hard, like, cause there's no alternatives. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Be- and what I was about to say is like, mm-hmm. the thing with Amazon is that they're involved with so much stuff. Yeah. Like a lot of websites sites are hosted by amazon that you don't even know about i Mm. found out about this because i was on a website and it was transferring me somewhere and i saw like amazon cloud something in the um in the url and i was like amazon cloud they have like internet service now and yeah they host a bunch of stuff too so it's not like you can really get away from them yeah and it's just because it's it's like no go ahead oh i wasn't gonna say anything go ahead yeah no i would just um like i think when you when things when things progress in one way, you, it's so difficult to revert back to something. So you, in, in theory, mm-hmm. if you don't like Netflix's business model and how they go up on their prices every year and you feel like you're out, you're not in control of what you want to watch, it's not like you can just go to Hollywood Video or Blockbuster. Like, that doesn't exist anymore. Like, yes, there's Redbox, but it's like these types of things with technology, internet, these companies that are really terrible companies like Walmart, like some people can't go to anything else besides a Walmart <laughs> because it's the only right. thing that's in within an hour of their home. Like, it's not like and this it, is no, go ahead. Oh no. I, yeah. I was, about to, I was just about to agree with you because like, even I saw a TikTok the other day where it's like, Ooh, there's this plan for this high speed railing thing. That's going to make travel across the country. Very 
um um effective and comfortable and i was like but y'all are gonna go cut through a bunch of people of color neighborhoods mm. native land and reservations exactly like it's people people mean like down with walmart okay so where are these people who are in a food they're just supposed to get their food from exactly like that's no that's that's also like white liberal activism because you know, like, they're privileged all these stuff in your privilege and it's like okay you can go to sprouts and trade exactly Jones and all these other places but some that's probably the only shopping district for like 20 miles exactly like for when, a lot of when people. you have options in your area you don't think about people who don't so then you think well it's yeah. just easy to not shop at walmart well it's easy for you <laughs> it's, it's easy, easy for, for you, you. Do y'all have Whole Foods it's, in your area? No. No. We, no. We, the closest Whole Foods to me is in Kennesaw, but we have a Sprouts. Same. We have a Sprouts, a Little, and some other store over here. I don't have, have any have of a, those. We used to have a Whole Foods, and it literally shut down. Because why would any Because wow. Whole Foods why is would, expensive. You know, why would we pay it Whole Foods is. prices? So y'all, right across the street was a Kroger. Down the street is an Aldi. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whole Foods was not about to survive. not about to survive. You want me to go pay for bread that's $3 more expensive or buy two for five? Yeah. No. Yeah. And it's so crazy because, like, even, like, sometimes I'll think about this when we, um, when we in my language classes. There was something that my language professor would say that would kind of get on my nerves a little bit. But she was just like, well, you see, in France, they do fresh bread. She's a French teacher. She's like, so when you're explaining cultural differences to your kids, if you say bread, they're not going to think about like sliced bread in like bags and stuff like that. I was like, well, people can't afford fresh bread. Right. Fresh bread is expensive. Like, have you seen the prices? Very easily. Fresh bread goes bad in like two days. And then so, you have to go to certain stores to get fresh bread. Exactly. Like that, that one store that I just mentioned, Little. It's like a it's like it is, yeah. the sister company of Aldi or something, mm-hmm. or it's a German company. But in the front of their store, they have like a fresh bread thing. But the thing is, there is not many of those stores in Georgia. Yeah. Like, there's only a few. So, yeah. yeah. And speaking when about it, having things in your sorry. areas. Oh, go ahead, Marin. No, 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 no. That's okay. I want to hear what you're saying. Oh no, <laughs> I was just gonna relate to how like seeing things in your areas, like literally when when you live in a black neighborhood that's like a hundred percent black, and you it's like you can almost see the line of demarcation, like the line in which mm-hmm. things change because suddenly you're seeing less fast food restaurants, you're seeing less mm-hmm. McDonald's, you're seeing less yeah. like I didn't even realize when I go to downtown Decatur, there's like one McDonald's and one chick-fil-a and that's it there's not a taco bell in sight there's not a burger king in sight and i'm just like wow so it's like in but in our, in my area you have a mcdonald's down the street from a mcdonald's from down the street from a taco bell next to a captain d's next to a checkers right. it's like this is intentional like it's not and it's like it's all by design i is. live in i live off the one highway exit for like the next 20 to 30 miles and everything's fast food. There's no grocery store over here. Yeah. There's I have to hop on the highway and get off on another exit to go to a grocery store. There's like literally you can drive from here to Tyrone and there's not another highway exit and there's not an, a grocery store. Right. So I would like to say that um even if there is a grocery store close by, if that grocery store is Publix, I am not shopping in there. I do not have Publix right. money right. for it's so expensive to buy everything. Like what? exactly it's crazy it's so um, pricey and then and then to me you can't shame folks 
from where they get their food. I don't like this elitist. Yeah. Republicans love to use that whole, like if you're on uh, food stamps or you're on government assistance, this is how much um, a meal could, this is how much the money can be and feed you or whatever. You and they'll, for, yeah, it's and, they'll like, and it's like, do you not realize the folks that are on government assistance are not just making a meal for themselves? They're making yeah, a meal for their family. For family. Like they always do that dumb thing where they're like, this is what pay I've got my, for myself with government money. It's like, you're not, you're one person and you're rich. Like this, this doesn't imply <laughs> to you. Like, like I, I don't like the lack of compassion. Like folks pick up fast food, it, not it's... because they want to. Do you not think they would love to shop at a Sprouts if they had Sprouts money? You don't think they would love to shop at like Whole Foods and all these places yeah, get, if like, they had Whole Foods money? Food. Like right. they would and love the that. The issue is too when they start bringing these types of stores into area. Like let, let's say they do bring a Sprouts and those kind of stores into areas that have food deserts. Okay, well the people there can't afford it. Exactly. And then, like it's gonna shut down. And if it doesn't shut down, then you're gonna invite these contractors to go build expensive high-rises in that area mm. and then people who can afford that rent will start moving over there and then they're going to push people who already live there out so that's when you get gentrification like exactly. it's just us this layer is so many layers <laughs> and then I, bro, I, living in atlanta you can see the gentrification oh, yes. you can so it just come to atlanta it's you so can sad. witness it in action it's like, in real it's time crazy like every it's week you're seeing new condos being built and then they're done in yes. weeks and you're like well what happened to that what happened like i remember when the projects were all being cut like torn down and then people were mm -hmm. like oh actually instead of that we're gonna put brand new five hundred thousand dollar apartments i'm like these what you, where are all those you? folks where are the folks that lived in these places like where do they go like to me it's like I, I don't I don't get how you can be a contractor or like someone who's in control of real estate like that on that level in a in a county and not realize that you're displacing families like folks don't have nowhere to go like I yeah I don't know it's just it's, it's money money talks I know I can't I know. Even remember where I was in Atlanta but I remember driving home from work and I literally saw this nice ass brand new apartment complex in the hood and I'm like First of all, right. I know that How rent is fuck? expensive. I know right. that rent's expensive. And it's and crazy. Who do you think is going to live there? Right. And then when they do start living there, once again, they're going to push people out of their neighborhoods because they're going to start building more. It's so right. funny because I was I used to watch this YouTuber and um, like people who do discussions about the news. And one of the girls could not understand why gentrification was bad. She was wow. like, isn't it good that, it, isn't it good that the, the neighborhood is getting built up and the new people. things are coming in. I was like, it's, the people aren't there. Yeah, literally. It's good that the people. Right. She wasn't comprehending that the people there get kicked out because the people with more money don't like that. Right. Yeah, exactly, like exactly. And then, like, uh, gentrification is beneficial to the people who are gentrifying the area, exactly. not to the people who already live there because exactly. they can't live there anymore because they can't afford it. Like, exactly. literally, that's what that is. It's not hard to understand. It's not. Because in her mind, she's thinking, oh, well, if it's good for me, I'm bringing... Really, it's it's the, it's the white privilege. It's like, I'm bringing money to your reason. She wasn't to your white. She Oh, she's wasn't. not? She's white. She was just a, from no. a place of privilege, period. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah she, see, that's area. crazy. Because, yeah. like, the thing is, you can be non-white and still gentrify an area. Like, you can still... Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like... Yeah. Because you're, if you're making prices go up in the area, that's a gentrifying gentrify, process. Yeah. Like, it's not... Uh, it's not rocket like, science. Okay. 
a great example hawaii we're yes. illegally occupying hawaii and everybody's like okay we're gonna go on vacation to hawaii stay your asses out of hawaii exactly. and let them like whenever i see people like native hawaiians are talking just about like the, all the fucked up shit they go through i'm like how how do we still have control over this this island and these people like how is it still a thing like the un has even like recognized that the u.s is illegally occupying hawaii yet nothing has changed oh yeah nothing because honestly with anything that the u.s tries to do with native occupation whether it be hawaii or native folks on our country on their own land in this country it's like oh we suddenly can't read oh whoops we're so sorry we can't read this it's like y'all know what you're doing it's it's just insidious at this point like Yes. Like when I see, I watch a lot of doc, not documentaries, but like videos, I think on Vox about like, I don't, I think it's the Lakota tribe and they don't have mm-hmm. running water. Like they right. don't have, I've, I've seen TikToks about like them. it's, like, it's like, ridiculous. and then the government's just like, oh, suddenly we, we can't read. It's like, no, you, you what, what? And the Flint still doesn't have food, water. It's crazy. The prices of food on the reservations. That's they, crazy. Like, import it technically. Mm-hmm. Even though they it's made on American soil, it's right? Okay. <laughs> That's I I like I, I can't like to me the mental gymnastics that you have to do to justify your white folks like white folks in powers behavior. It's like I can't I can't fathom. Yeah, I just I never understood. Even as a kid, I always thought about this like. Why are we always involving ourselves in other countries' issues when we have so many problems of our right? own in the, our own territory, in our own states, in right. the territories that we own overseas? Like, why like don't the, y'all work on this stuff before oh. involving yourself with international issues? Yeah, like Corey, the ten percent of the the ten oh, percent real quick, the ten percent mm-hmm. of the money that they use to run all these military bases all over the world. If y'all had even took ten percent of that and put it back into the actual country, then maybe shit would actually be prospering for everybody like the fact that we occupy so that we have military bases on every single continent in every single country is really when you said that last time i was like huh we we we, we, there's what like i couldn't fathom like it's just it's like what's the reason like it's to me it's out of fear it's the the folks in power are terrified the u.s is literally a menace Yeah, and then also, too, like, the way they teach us stuff about the U.S., you would never know how much territory we actually own. When you think of the United States, you think of the mainland Hawaii and Alaska, but we own much more territory than that, and they don't talk about that People forget about Puerto Rico all the time, and I'm like... Yeah, Puerto Rico, Guam, we used to be in the Philippines, were we not? Like, literally, we have so much territory. The reason North Korea and South Korea are split because the U.S. decided they wanted to butt the fuck in on issues that didn't have nothing to do with them. Like it's it's crazy it's wild and that's why people will be like well why don't you stand for the pledge of allegiance pledge allegiance to who why what? is my freedom in the middle east <laughs> no for real who that's, am I it's, it's giving to? whenever people are like national anthem pledge of allegiance i'm like it's giving dictatorship it's giving right. like evil <laughs> kings it's cult. giving it's giving cold cult. Cult. Large large cult. 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 for real y'all they really had us up every single day Aunt hand right up there. I pledge allegiance. No, I don't even want to say the whole thing. I'm not even going to. Wait, okay, wait, wait. It's wait, so funny. So Isn't there do other thing? countries do that? Like, have they insane the national pledge of allegiance? You know what's very other countries, name. especially like, that. I think specifically, like, 
No, yeah, other countries, they don't put up as many flags as we do. You go in America, there's flags everywhere. Other countries come here and think it's weird that we have flags everywhere. Y'all, when I see an American flag, I legit think, like, I, the first thing I think of I, that person's racist. Like, that's genuinely what, what goes <laughs> I, through my mind. Like, when I... I think those colors are, is a hate crime. Like, no, I think it's, like, something same, that leads like, I, oh, my God. Like, I... Y'all know, I've told you this before. I hate wearing the colors red, blue, and white. I can't. I can't do it. I walked into work one day, saw myself in the mirror, saw that I was wearing my red work shirt with my blue jeans and my white Converse. (laughs) I almost threw up, y'all. I I felt betrayed. (laughs) It's not being dramatic. Okay, okay, so I I just Googled it, and there is other countries that have a pledge of allegiance but i watch k-dramas all the time and i have never seen south korean students get up and say the pledge of allegiance to a flag like that is why are you having a five-year-old pledge allegiance to the country that makes no sense it's giving dictatorship it's like it's it's crazy like the amount of propaganda we have in our so much y'all just unlock y'all just unlock the memory we had a substitute teacher a black man and I, because I never said for a Pledge of Allegiance, and I always be like, it's a religious choice because my family are members of the Nation of Islam. And so we, I was practicing Islam during that time. And so I never stood for the pledge. They were like, why are y'all standing for a pledge for a country that don't give a fuck about y'all? And I was like, that hit me in my soul. I still take that with me today. But we had a sub with a black man. He said, if you don't stand for the Pledge of Allegiance, you support communism. Huh? And he like, oh my God. He Not the coon energy. Standing for the pledge. <laughs> he guilt tripped me to standing for the pledge. I was like, what the fuck? No, that's that big is energy. the wild part to me. The way that the American education system has made us all believe that communism is this all-powerful evil, right? when all of the countries that are communist are not communist. They're literally <laughs> a mixture of a dictatorship and something else. None of them are true communist countries. Ooh, like that, that's what blows my mind. Like all this propaganda. Like, do you think about how there was literally a whole fucking witch hunt? back in the 70s like with the red scare they were killing yeah. people for like having left-wing like ideals that just blows my mind and then also when y'all are in elementary school did, y'all, did they teach y'all that like um george washington had this cherry tree and he was like this great person no. this nigga okay listen <laughs> when i was in elementary school they used to they used to make george washington sound like the greatest person ever he was the oh most God, innocent yeah. person first of all that cherry tree had he used to hang people off that, okay? Wow. And his teeth, his dentures, they're, they're, they're slave, slave teeth. Mm-hmm. They were made from slave teeth. Like, literally, why don't you actually teach this stuff for real? Stop like, whitewashing like, no. everything. Like, the belief that I had that Abraham Lincoln was our best president? No. Yeah. No, 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 no. The man didn't care about us. He was just <laughs> oh doing... It, he was they He literally was literally forced into it. That Abraham Lincoln is the savior of black people. And oh then you realize what the Civil War was actually about. And then they just threw slavery in there. They're like, yeah... Let, let's just throw this in there to have other countries think we're doing something good. No. Like, literally, no, when you because, learn all this like, stuff, it's just, ugh, it makes me so the guilt, the guilt I feel towards my ancestors when I when I thought that Abraham Lincoln was our best president, I was like, no. what? You know what's I'm crazy? So On Twitter, someone said, do you all want me to dig up Abraham Lincoln so he can call y'all the N-word to your face? <laughs> <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I was like, but I mean, facts, the man did not like us. He did not no. want us. He didn't like us. Like, I don't get, see, and even for the presents that people thought were good, like, did JFK, like, JFK 
and they also they killed him. So oh we so God. like they killed right. him. They killed, they killed him. him. <laughs> they murdered him. Like when people be like JFK, like when people like romanticize JFK, talk about how handsome he was and he was a great president. First of all, he was that not that cute. Y'all are <laughs> Will you realize a lot of the presidents that got like a uh, like John F. Kennedy, like what was JFK? What is the um all of the ones who were like during like World War One and World War Two and how iconic they were, and I'm like, most of them were race pieces. Oh, shit. they were all race. like always. every single one of them, always. <laughs> yes, and it, like, and the thing is, like, the other people do not know this because of how they teach things. <laughs> literally, <laughs> it's terrible. Like, and what's weird though is like. Although I like, cause I went to a Montessori school, then I went to a private school that was very British. Yeah. So I can tell you everything about Henry VIII, but I don't know a <laughs> single thing about like American history, which is crazy. Like I was walking out everything. of the history classes, hearing about like how many heads he chopped off and Anne Boleyn, and like we were that was like our we were literally talking about England ninety percent of the time, and I was like, oh, oh, can we come up? Can we- <laughs> Oh my god, I saw a Twitter thread that just hit me in my soul. For those of you who don't know, I'm studying to be a future Korean teacher. And I do come to like, I come to it sometimes it's like, am I doing right by wanting to teach my black students Korean when South Korea is very racist and colorist? And um, I'm not saying all of South Korea before all the Korea booths come at me and take this little <laughs> sound snippet out of hand. I'm saying that there are... Um, white supremacy does exist in South Korea because um, they only listen to the news and the news is a megaphone of what is all wrong about people of color, right? And so, but there was this literature teacher the other day who was just like, you don't know how much it pains me for my students to realize that white men aren't the epitome of literature. Like, Mm. she's like, when she teaches her kids, like, um, that you can have, like, in-depth, like, intellectual conversations off the works of black writers like they like they're surprised like they didn't think that could happen and i'm just like that hurts my fucking soul as a english but also as an english undergrad you have to take specialized classes to even read about black people yeah unless you had a woke lit teacher who included them into the um like american literature my american literature professor was a professor who you know who I'm talking about. He was a little old man who done been doing this for his entire life. But of course he included black people into the um continent because he's like they're American writers and their work matters. And I was yeah. like, Well, purr, purr, old white yeah. man. But on. the thing is, like if they were just gonna follow because I had a like a southern not a southern lit class, there was like another lit class and it was just like Jane Austen and like all these white women oh. and I'm like, can we not? <laughs> can we come up with something else? <laughs> They'd be I like just... the pinnacle of literature is white women. Moby and Dick. And I'm like Moby you Dick. know how many times I say the N-word in Moby Dick? Like can we can we leave it alone? <laughs> like Huckleberry Finn, like people made Huckleberry Finn like it was the pinnacle of American right. Southern American y'all, literature. And I'm just okay, like, y'all repressed memory. <laughs> y'all remember when you used to read out loud in high school? Like we would go around the oh, class yeah, and read out loud the and then be the N-word in the text. <laughs> <laughs> kids would be like looking up at the teacher and the teacher would be like, like if it's in the text it? say it and i'm like okay what? <laughs> yes ma'am like you y'all white. what <laughs> but i just sometimes- really really wish that they would just teach history how it actually was like no. mcgraw hill i want to fight you all of you people <laughs> who write all of these books i have a bone to pick with all of y'all like just teach I how and i already know they're rewriting the blm movement from last year I oh know my god write that out. i just know it 
I remember no. my professor oh. telling me when I took AP history about how the teachers were in uproar about the way they were teaching American history because they weren't like making it sugarcoating anything. And he was talking about how like they were seriously so angry about the textbooks they were teaching in high using to teach in high school. Like, yeah, because the yeah. AP teachers don't they use college textbooks? I remember my AP world so. history teacher sure. used college books. That's and like, also, like, why does each state? Why do I have to learn about the history of Georgia? Because <laughs> no. oh y'all sure, God. y'all sure for sure, <laughs> y'all sure for sure as hell left out the KKK being formed in Stone right? Mountain. Y'all for real fucking left that shit they out. They love to gloss why did over we learn it. about that. You're like, oh, so you know we have CNN here and Coca-Cola. It's like, um, <laughs> but we also have the KKK. Georgia history in eighth grade was the most, was had to be the worst class ever. I've never been so bored in my life. It was boring life. as fuck. Oh it was God. so boring. Like, why are we learning about the, the Georgia flag and all this shit when y'all still trying to take us to plantations for field trips? I'm like, no. Y'all, when, no, when, 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 when Corey, I think when you said that they took you to a plantation. Yeah, they took me to a like... field when I was, like, in pre-K or kindergarten. <laughs> I was like. Because I, I remember that very vividly because they sent us home with cotton. And I remember my grandpa what? got, like, extremely angry. Mia, they took <laughs> us to a. They sent us home with cotton and cotton seeds. Yeah. Wow. They, they, they took my. Was it high school or eighth grade? One of those. They took, I think, my high school class, maybe senior year, to Stone Mountain to a little little plantation area, you know, where they, all these little things. All of us, they took us there for a school trip Mm -hmm. last minute. I was like, okay. It was not. It was probably not. Like, like when I told you that I, I was bussing candy and selling boxes of candy to go to a field trip to Washington, D.C. And one of the first days we were there, the two white chorus and orchestra teachers took us to a goddamn plantation with black mama wow. supervisors. When my mama and the other black mama showed up, she's like, what the fuck are we doing here? Why are we here? Your entire school population is black. Why? Who thought this was a good idea? <laughs> That's madness. And then also, too, I really... <laughs> Of Black History Month, and then they just focus on MLK. <laughs> oh like, my god! All the people, all these people, they're like, oh. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, no, but yeah, all these people who are involved in the civil rights movement, and y'all just focus on MLK. No, MLK yes. is like white people love that man, bro. Like they love, yeah, to they love him, him. I'm, but they love I'm to so pretend like he wasn't a socialist. <laughs> literally, <I'm>, literally. <laughs> Like I, I, I. The more the years go by and Black History Month comes around every year, I'm just mad they've turned him into the token black man. I hate that. Yeah. I really hate that. I really hate that. After they murdered, they'd be like, MLK wouldn't want y'all to do this. MLK <laughs> would be alive if you didn't shoot him. When the FBI, when the FBI had the nerve to tweet oh out God. Happy Birthday to MLK, like J. Edgar Hoover wasn't watching that man and had him <laughs> killed. That's like, oh my god that's that oh my god when the fbi tweeted that out i was like do y'all not know who you are what what, Literally. what what's what's happening here what's happening here what who, who pressed send on this tweet they're like yeah see, we're gonna have a um, date for mlk like go ahead Marin. no go ahead Marin. Oh, sorry. I was like, did y'all see Justin Bieber's interlude with um an MLK? Oh my um, god! I, what? I knew, I knew, I was so my few my past self knew that this shit was gonna happen when I didn't have a fucking Justin Bieber phase in middle school. Like something about that white boy didn't sit right with me. Something about it didn't y'all sit right convinced with me. this man that he is black because he oh, literally no. used oh. an MLK speech. 
he about did justice because his album is titled Justice. Oh, he used no. them as interludes about an album, even though it's titled Justice, is full of love songs. Also, wow. okay, also, also has speeches also, about love. You didn't have to right. use the ones about police brutality. <laughs> like, no, but like you know how it's intentional because he would be like, like Martin Luther King would be in the middle of saying um, just this, and he would cut it out so it sounds like Justin. Wow. He just Why is like, he? It's like intentionally using black historical figures for your fucking profit. Fuck him. He's no, he, he did this black. because they qualify. Exactly. He literally did this because his last album was categorized as pop by the Grammys, even though it is a pop album and you're a pop yeah. artist. You're not he, R&B. He so he's not like, R&B. I don't know who has to tell you that. He's not John B. He's not in his he's lane. He's not giving us <laughs> like... Your songs are pop songs. Like, what What do you... Who do you think white, you are? White people? <laughs> is white. I feel like the white people who we let in, like the Paul Walls and the John B's and like the folks that we actually enjoy, it's like, why don't y'all like learn from them instead of trying to be this whole like well let me put a black like ain't nobody got beef with Jojo she just sit there no like, Jojo's eating her food. she's just sitting there singing well and eating her food and we love her for it because th- but they don't understand because they think that being loud and aggressively trying to be black aggressively black is blackness like it really pisses me off that people think that being ghetto and poor is black exactly like, that equals blackness fuck y'all and this right. is now an hour and 43 minutes, so we probably should wrap up. <laughs> we should wrap this up. <laughs> we should probably wrap up. But, of course, this was a general episode. We hope you guys enjoyed. You can find us on Twitter at commented at C-O-M-M-N-T-D or TikTok at commented podcast or on our YouTube at commented as well. We're going to be uploading old episodes and highlights. Um, if you like this episode, make sure you give it a little, little rating on um, Apple and wherever else you listen. We love you. I'm um, Until next time, I'm Tori. I'm Marin. I think Marin internet probably dropped, so I'm oh, Marin. I heard her. <laughs> no, I heard her. <laughs> oh, okay, I was like, I didn't hear her. <laughs> and I'm Decoria. Oh, okay, wait. I'm Tori. <laughs> I'm Marin. If Marin's talking, I cannot hear her. I can't even yeah. see the bar moving. Oh, yeah. Okay. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>